Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Big Boss Book Club. Hi there, welcome back to the Big Boss Book Club. This is Season 3. Thank you so much for joining me and, and continuing to uh, join me as well as I, as I sort of uh, carry on with this journey. Um, you can catch me on Instagram, uh, Big Boss Book Club. Uh, Twitter, Big Boss Zero One Zero. So, this is uh, says season three. Um, I mean, this podcast originally was. I, I just started it as a bit of a, uh, a bit of a side thing. Um, I got my blog, and I had easily ten, maybe half finished uh, articles that I wanted to post up, and I couldn't ever seem to get them finished. I kind of lost my train of thought. So I thought it'd be much easier just to record them down, and I thought, well, actually, it's just going to be easy to post them up as as the as the thoughts. So that's really how this got started. I mean, you can go check out the uh, the blog as well. It's if you're on my Instagram or Twitter, it's in my link tree. Um, so really, let's have a re- bit of a recap. So season one, season one essentially was my timeline of games. So what I really wanted to do was just go over um, where I was at or where I'd been in terms of gaming. And where I'm at now, well, card games uh, specifically. I'm not going into things like video games and board games, but in terms of sort of uh, card games, we went through Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Versus System, um, the Game of Thrones card game, Raw Deal, uh, Warhammer Conquest, um, and then finally sort of landing in the safe, safe harbor of the Arkham Horror card game. Um, we did do our honorable mentions as well, so Pokemon, Marvel Champions, etc. So that was really it for season one. It was a nice little sort of intro, I think. Um, season two, we did a little bit more in terms of professional wrestling. Who knows me knows I'm I'm still a, a, a fan of professional wrestling. I, I kind of go hot and cold and, and I come in and out. But um, generally for the big sort of big four pay-per-view shows for WWE, the Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania and uh, Royal Rumble, I generally pop my pop my head out of the, the sand and have a, have a, a watch. Um... So this brings us uh, neatly to um, season three. So, what's going to happen in this season? Well, um, probably a little bit more in terms of what happened in season two. <laughs> so I'm going to have my partners on again, uh, Jim, who's pretty much been consistent since season one. Um, he'll be back. Um, my friend Martin, I'm hoping to get back on as well. We're going to be talking, fingers crossed, about the Judgment Day 2002 pay per view. Although that is kind of penciled in at the moment, that may change. Um, Wanting my friend Luke to back on, we 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 talked briefly about us talking about uh, wrestling video games because we had this this conversation about um, what sort of wrestling game, like old school wrestling games, and how they just feel a bit better than the newer ones. So we're gonna get uh, sort of a bit more in depth about that and and have a talk about that. Um, I have started playing a um, Arkham Horror solo campaign for the Innsmouth Conspiracy so I am going to be recording they're being recorded and, and I'm going to be posting them up as well a little bit more in terms of um, wrestling and solo and with partners I'm going to be doing a couple of episodes about Yu-Gi-Oh um, I just want to talk really about an upcoming um, structured deck release uh, the Cyberdarks which is like a huge thing for me and actually talk about a, a hero deck I just bought outright off eBay um, as a whole deck I think there was three cards missing which I which I just bought as well, um, and I'm going to have a talk about that. 
I've had it for ages and I want to talk about it, which is the Arkham Horror 3rd Edition board game. I managed to get it out of its shrink wrap. Uh, one might maybe just have maybe a first look at that, because the first thing I thought was this great sense of being overwhelmed, looking at the everything unpacked. So we'll see how that looks. Um, also, the Lord of the Rings card game recently celebrated its 10th birthday. Uh, the living card game, not the trading card game. Um, so I picked up a couple of the core sets to give that a go. So I'm going to hopefully do a little bit of a solo play with that and uh, get some thoughts and feelings down as well. Um, as I mentioned, my friend uh, Luke from Cheap Shot Entertainment will be back. And I said we're going to talk about wrestling video games and all the links for, for their stuff. So their uh, podcast, their YouTube can get them on Instagram and Twitter, Cheap Shot Entertainment, um, they'll be back as well. Um, so that's really going to be sort of it for the moment. Um, I'm hoping to maybe even do a couple of other random bits and bobs that I'm going to throw in. Um, this season isn't going to be the same as the last two though, so the last two seasons were pretty much restricted by myself in terms of length, and then I gave myself a couple of weeks to, to recoup, and although I've done the same this time, with, other than the Saw special that I did, I'm planning on probably just continuing until I'm I'm thinking actually I need a need a couple of weeks off. <laughs> um so I'm just gonna keep going for this one I think. Hopefully be a longer season, maybe towards the end of the year when I'll I'll go for a little break. So that's really our introduction to season three. Um what we'll do now is we'll go for a little break and we'll come back and we will jump straight in to episode one. Thank you very much for listening. Hello, welcome back. Okay, this is episode one of season three of the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, okay, so I'm not going to lie. I've completely re-recorded this episode. Um, I had it re recorded uh, in the schedule to release. Things have happened. I changed my mind. I deleted it. I'm re-recording it. <laughs> Um, so essentially what I want to talk about this episode is the upcoming uh, Cyberdark themed structure deck for Yu-Gi-Oh! The Trading Card Game. A little bit of a throwback because the first episode of Season 1 was for Yu-Gi-Oh! So I felt that there was something quite nice about Season 3 Episode 1 being Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. I'm really excited about this theme deck. I ran a Cyberdark deck for literally years. I had it set. I didn't. I barely touched it. I, I didn't want to make any changes to it. I thought it was great as it was. Um... Things changed though. the The deck just it, it wasn't holding up in my local play group as it used to. There was a point where it was it was considered a pretty like my top deck. <laughs> um, it most certainly was not that anymore. So I took it apart and just replaced it with a, a straightforward Cyber Dragon deck, which I think is a, for me has been a lot more interesting playing. There's a lot, especially with a lot of the new Cyber Dragon support, a lot of, a lot of new um, combos, a lot of new tactics. It is, I think, it's a lot more fun. Um, but Konami have have gone all in. I think I, I read that this was a fan voted. Uh, structured deck so the fans had voted and said this this is a, the, the a theme we want to see in a structured deck so god bless you guys who voted god bless you all um this is something i've been i've been waiting to see for a while so here we are i'm looking forward to uh to getting back into it um i'll go a brief reason why so i absolutely love the cyber dark archetype one of the the big reasons for me was my uh, being a fan of, of Zane Truesdale from from the Yu-Gi-Oh GX series. So 
when you first encounter Zane, he's very uh, prim and proper. He is um, white trench coat, uh, pinnacle of of just expertise and and cool, cool head. And yeah, he's just he's, essentially he's the man uh, when you when you sort of encounter him in season one. Essentially, he's Kyber, but with a three headed dragon machine rather than a three headed dragon dragon. Um, so you know who could blame you on getting on board with that um season two though sees the guy making a, a bit of a heel turn he does the he does the heel turn becomes a weird kind of anti-hero even though he's a bad guy he's not a bad guy or is it he's not a bad he's a bad guy but he's not the bad guy something like that but anyway um his attitude at the time when I first saw it really kind of resonated and, and hit home with me for for a few different reasons. I won't, this isn't a mental health podcast, so I'm not going to go too much into detail. But essentially at the time, his, his sort of attitude of, well, do you know what? You know, I've been really nice and really kind and I've tried to be very respectful and very, very polite. But actually, do you know what? It's got me absolutely figuring nowhere. So now it's time to start. Let's let's do a little bit for me, shall we? And his attitude of, well, you know what? I can have no cards. I have one card left in my deck and two life points left. As long as I win, it doesn't really matter. And that all really stuck and really hit home with me. And I was playing, to put it into context, I was playing a Cyber Dragon deck at the time. By Cyber Dragon deck, it had Cyber Dragons in it. And it played mainly the XYZ um, oh, Union Monsters. So I didn't really, and at the time, you can probably imagine, this is sort of back what, probably 2000, but oh, I've been at uni, so maybe like 2009, 2010. So it's a very, very long time ago. Um... But at the time, it was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, for me, like, this is, this is a, this is a whole new style of play, because I'm, I'm trying to protect all my monsters, and I'm trying to keep my life points, I don't want to lose any life points. So to suddenly see this guy just come in and go, well, actually, I'll play Power Wall and BIM all but one card in my deck to, uh, to stop you from doing so much damage, but it doesn't matter, because this turn I'll win. I, I I love that and it really resonated with me. So I, I I took that into my own game gaming style and I I utilized that when I was playing with the Cyberdark deck. And I even went as far as to buy the the alternate art rares at the time for the Cyber Dragon, which was really hard to get hold of and cost me a freaking fortune. Now you get them everywhere. Though. I think they're even common now. But back then they were they were only in rare, and I think they were a tournament prize. Maybe they they were really hard to get hold of. It cost me a fortune to get them, and the alternate art Cyber Dragon as well, which I thought matched those Cyber Dragons. So I even bought them and I put them in the deck. So it was like this really dark, um, really tonal, almost demonic uh, vision of a deck because you have the Cyber Darks mixed with the the dark looking Cyber Dragons, and it. it, it it all kind of looked really good. Um, Chimera Tech Over Dragon, that sort of stuff, just really, really brought to a feel of, of this aggression to it. And it, it, I loved it. Um, unfortunately, over the years, the deck didn't age well. So as more and more cards came out, the Cyberdarks just became weaker and weaker and weaker to a point where every time I played them, at first I used to be like, yes, this is my best deck, to get into a point where I was like, oh, I guess I've only got Cyberdarks left to play now. And it, it, it just wasn't just wasn't good. Um, although they did release some support for them, I thought by that time for me, it was a, a little too little too late. Um, it wasn't giving me 
what I needed to get where I wanted to go. So I, I pretty much just binned the deck off and, and, and gave mm -hmm. up on it. And like I said, I turned it into a Cyber Dragon deck. Um, so that's me essentially it. So once they announced that they were going to be releasing a structure deck and giving this deck some 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 firepower i i was like yeah uh, where can i get where can i get three copies of the deck from i've already pre-ordered three copies i can't wait to get them i don't imagine it will be the same as what the ocg is getting mm -hmm. and i think that's pretty much the consensus that i've seen online they're saying they're going to be releasing some cards like like lightning storm in common in a structure deck uh, the consensus is that that definitely is not going to be happening. But you never know. I, I'm holding up faith that it may just uh, rock up anyway. What we'll do then, so we'll go for a quick break, a bit of an introduction to the deck. We'll go for a quick break. And we'll come back. We'll talk about the actual Cyberdark cards themselves. And we'll go through um, each of them and just have a quick quick glance over the stuff that's already out, the stuff that they have spoiled for being released. Again, strictly only for the Cyberdark stuff. I'm not going to look into any um, reprints or, or anything like that. It'll just be the Cyberdark-related stuff. And then once we've done that, I've come up with a deck list. We'll go through the deck list. I'll go into my reasons for why I've chosen um, the... Yeah, Joe's wife well, chosen the cards, and then we'll we'll sort of have a talk about the actual deck from there. Um, so don't expect any top tier spells, traps, or hand traps, or extra deck cards in there. This is going to be the jankiest of jank builds. Um, so uh, the, if you've listened to the very first episode of this podcast, you'll know that I, I don't really play in competitive events anymore. Um, I'm one hundred percent just a social social gamer at this stage. Um, and that that's pretty much where I'm at. So we'll go for a quick break. We'll come back and we'll jump into the actual cyber dark cards. And welcome back. So, just going to talk about the Cyberdark cards themselves. So, these have sort of been uh, dripping into circulation f for a while. Um, the initial three, was well, suppose five cards, and then they released some um, additional support for them. A couple of new monsters and a, a field spell. And now, obviously, we've got the structure deck coming up, which is going to release, release a few more. So, you, your mainstays for the Cyberdarks are Cyberdark Horn, Keel and Edge. So... They all share similar uh, stats. They've all got 800 attack and defense. Um, they're all level three. They're uh, sorry, level four dark machine effect monsters. Um, their abilities are all to grab a level three or lower dragon monster from your graveyard, and you can then equip it to the relevant cyber dark monster, and it gains attack equal to that dragon's attack. This is done when you normal summon it. So if you special summon it out or anything like that, it doesn't work. It's only on that initial normal summon. Um, if your Cyber Dark monster would be destroyed by battle, you can instead bin the the um, the equip monster first. So you get a little bit of a buffer. Um, the differences between the three are really their individual effects. So Cyber Dark Horn does piercing damage. So what that means is when it hits a defense position monster, it still deals battle damage. Um, Cyberdark Keel does 300 burn damage whenever it destroys a monster, and Cyberdark Edge can cut its attack in half to attack its opponent directly. Um, these are definitely the mainstays of the Cyberdarks for me. The, my favorite thing to do would be equip them with Hunter Dragon, which gives them 2,500 attack. That and a level 4 monster, which can cut itself in half to attack directly, or it's going to hit any defense position monster and deal battle damage, is, is just amazing. Um, Kill's not too bad, but I think it doesn't deal the same sort of amount of damage that 
that uh, Horn and Edge can deal out. They all, course, they all fuse together to form the Cyber Dark Dragon, which is a fusion of all three of those Cyber Dark uh, monsters. Um, again, very similar. It allows you to take any level of dragon, though, from your bin and add it to you, equip it to your Cyber Dark Dragon, and it then proceeds to gain its attack power. It, again, it does use the, the, the equipped monster as a shield, very similar to the lower level Cyber Dark monsters. And the Cyber Dark Dragon gains 100 extra attack for every monster in your graveyard. And starts off with 1,000 attack and defense as standard, rather than the um, lower level 800. Um, so, the spell that was released for them initially was Cyberdark Impact, which is uh, just a normal spell card, and it allows you to fusion summon Cyberdark Dragon by returning to your deck, or shuffling back into your deck, Horn, Keel and Edge, from your hand, field and graveyard. At the time, I always believed this was a really good spell, and I seem to recall it being quite expensive when it first came out as well. Uh, but over the year, I don't think I've ever even played it in the deck. I don't like the idea of bringing him back to my, my deck anyway, solely because I feel like I'm losing out on, on 300 attack points. <laughs> um, they then released the Cyberdark, uh, some additional cards. So we had Cyberdark Cannon and Cyberdark Claw. And both have some very similar abilities. They're both level 3 Dark Effect Dragons. So again, very useful for those original Cyberdark monsters. They both have discard effects, so Cannon's ability is when you discard it, you get to go get a Cyberdark monster from your deck, add it to your hand. And if it's equipped to a monster that is involved in combat in any way, if I remember correctly, I think it's attack and defense, you can bin a monster from your deck, which is pretty nifty. And if this, while it's equipped, is sent to the bin, you get to draw a card. Claw is slightly different, so if it's sent to the bin while equipped, you get to add a Cyberdark monster from your bin to your hand. But when it is equipped, you can bin a monster from your extra deck rather than binning a monster from, from the deck itself. And its discard ability is it lets you go get a Cyberdark spell or trap, which didn't used to be a big deal. But now with them releasing a few more cards, I think it's going to see a little bit more play. They released a field spell card, Cyberdark Inferno, which basically protected all equipped Cyberdark monsters from being targeted by effects or destroyed by them. Once per turn, it allowed you to return a Cyberdark monster from the field to your hand, and then normal summon a new Cyberdark monster. So, for instance, if you've just hit a big monster with, with Keel and done that 300 extra damage, next turn you may think, actually, you might want Horn out, because my opponent's going to go on the defence, so you can bring back Keel and bring out Horn to replace it. Quite nice. Um, if this card is destroyed as well, you get to add a Polymerization or Fusion spell card from your deck to your hand. So, at the time quite a nifty little way of, of getting a, a fusion spell to your hand should you need to if the spell gets destroyed there was also cyber dark uh, cyber darkness dragon which very similar to cyber dark dragon needed uh, but five this time five cyber dark monsters um the ability on it essentially meant you could equip it with either um machine or dragon monsters from your grave and i pretty certain let me just double check i'm pretty certain it's any level um yes it is one dragon or one machine type monster from your graveyard and add that card's attack to this attack during either player's turn when your opponent activates a card or effect you can send one equip card you control to the graveyard to negate the activation and destroy it so it wasn't a, a it was okay. I mean, it starts off with 2,000 attack and defense, which is a lot better than normal Cyberdark Dragon. But I do feel Cyberdark Dragon is probably a little bit better, just because it gets that, that extra 100 attack points. Although Cyberdark Dragon, 
ability to discard it and equip I think is going to become more prominent now in this um, structure deck which we'll go into in a little bit because of some of the new cards that are out so that neatly takes us into the new structure deck so the cards that have been spoiled already we'll go into um, we get start off with Cyberdark Chimera level 4 Dark Machine effect monster 800 attack, 2100 defense the effect on it is essentially to discard a spell or trap and you can go get power bond from your deck which is can't really be snuffed at. That's a pretty nice ability. It does say, though, when you use the ability, though, you can only use dragons and machines for fusions this turn, which in this deck is not going to be a problem. It does give you a little bit of a bonus. It actually inbuilt, well, inbuilt in um, machine as support. Oh, the name slipped my mind. I was <laughs> the, essentially, it allows you to use monsters in your graveyard when you fusion summon this turn, which is great i mean you have to banish them which isn't, a, which isn't that big of a deal i don't think but yeah absolutely absolutely wonderful um then if this card is sent to the graveyard you can also uh, discard a cyberdark monster from your deck but it must be a different name to monsters already in your, in your graveyard which, which kind of makes sense as you see that a couple of times in these cards again these are all based off japanese translations so they may change come to the tcg Guess we'll see. There is the uh, fusion monster, Cyberdark End Dragon, which is uh, a fusion of essentially of Cyberdark and Cyber End Dragon, which is pretty sweet. 5,000 attack, 3,800 defense. This can be fusion summoned or it can be um, tributed. Well, essentially, if you tribute a Cyberdark fusion monster equipped with Cyber End Dragon, you get to bring it out that way. The abilities are pretty nifty, again going based off the Japanese translations, so it's unaffected by opponent's effects, which is beautiful. Uh, once per turn you can just equip a monster to it from the graveyard, and it can attack equal to the number of monsters it has equipped to it. So I'm going to say, based on the translation that I'm reading, if it's got no monsters equipped, it can't attack. It needs to have monsters equipped to, a, to attack. Which... Puts us onto our next card, which is the Cyberdark World, which is a continuous spell. Uh, when you activate this, you, again, going based off the translations that I'm reading online, uh, when you activate this card, you can normal summon a Cyberdark monster from your hand. So that means if you summon Horn Killer Edge, you get their abilities. Uh, when you activate this card, you can also add a Cyberdark monster from your deck to your hand with a different name from cards in your graveyard. So again, very useful if you're in the early stages of the game. We may not necessarily have much in your graveyard. And also it means you could get uh, the cannon or claw as well, potentially. Uh, when you would equip using a Cyberdark's normal summon ability, you can use your opponent's graveyard instead, which I think is absolutely wonderful, because one of the things that the TV series did was when Zane first played the Cyberdarks, he used his opponent's graveyard, he didn't use his own. So I think they, they've probably tried to say, okay, how can we get that feeling into the deck now, where you can use your opponent's monsters as well as your own. Uh, Cyberdark, uh, Cybernetic sorry, Horizon. Uh, this card is always treated as a Cyberdark card, though. It is a normal spell. You can only activate one of these a turn. You can't special summon monsters unless they are dragon or machine monsters for the rest of the turn. Again, not a problem. Uh, you can send two dragon and or machine cyber monsters with different attributes to the graveyard, one from hand and one from deck, uh, to add one cyber dragon, or, uh, cyber dragon or machine monster from your deck to your hand. And then, on top of that, you can also send one Cyber Fusion from your deck to the graveyard as well. 
So this this card is going to steamroll through a player's deck. You're discarding one for its pay cost ability. You're drawing one then for its next ability, and then you can bid a, a fusion as well. Absolutely wonderful. The Cyberdark Invasion. Now this is where things are going to get really interesting. So um, continuous trap card. I'm not that big on traps, but I think this is definitely going to get at least two of in the deck. Uh, once per turn, you can do one of the following. You can either equip a machine or dragon monster from your graveyard to a Cyberdark effect monster you control. That card then gains 1,000 attack. Or you can send an equipment to the bin to destroy one card on the field. That is going to work in a couple of different ways. Straight away, the jank way is you're going to be equipping monsters to Cyberdark End Dragon to utilise its ability to keep powering up how many times it can attack. On the flip side of that, there are a, uh, a card that was pointed out to me online was a Buster Dragon Destruction Sword, which is a, a level 3 dragon, um, and its ability is when this card is equipped to another monster, to a monster, your opponent can't special summon from the extra deck. So I think that that card, <laughs> um, in conjunction with with the uh, the Buster Broken Sword, it, it, you're gonna you're just gonna be having a laugh with that. And I read it and I went, oh my lord, that is a beautiful combo. Yeah, Buster Dragon Destruction Sword, that's the name of it. So you can just bring that back from the graveyard, equip it to a monster like your Cyber Dark End Dragon, um, and your opponent can no longer bring out those big extra monsters to try and fight it because he, that, that card stops them. Just absolutely wonderful. Um, so that's really it for the Cyber Dark cards. Now, there are a couple of random cards here that are sort of Cyber Dark adjacent. So we've got Eternal Cyber, which is a, a quick play spell card. Um, it targets a Cyber mu uh, Machine Fusion monster in your bin, and you can special summon it, ignoring its summoning conditions, or add it back to your extra deck. Both of them are quite, quite good. I don't know why you'd ever want to put it back in your extra deck when you can bring it out. Um, but fair enough. Uh, also, it kind of works a bit like the um, oh, what's it called now? Return of the Dragon Lords. So, if a machine cyber fusion monster would be destroyed by battle card effect, you can banish this card instead. Absolutely wonderful. And considering Return of the Dragon Lords is a really good card, this is just phenomenal. The last card is Attachment Cyburn, which is a level 3 machine light monster, uh, 1600 attack. 800 defense it falls in line with cards that you need you can bin for cybernetic horizon whether or not you're going to keep it in the deck i don't know it probably isn't something i'm going to put in but essentially 1600 attack 800 defense it can target a machine or dragon monster and this can can be equipped to it from your hand or field that card then gains 600 attack if this card is sent to the graveyard while equipped to a card, you can target another cyber monster from your graveyard and special summon it. And this can only be used one time per turn. So I think Eternal Cyber is definitely going to get a good showing. Um, but I don't think Attachment Cyburn is going to. Although from what I'm reading, it does class as a cyber monster for Cybernetic Horizon. I still don't think it's going to have any place in the deck. Um, I feel like there, there are better cards I can be putting in. Like I said, the, the, we've got the Buster Dragon Destruction uh, Sword, which I think is 100% going in. Um, cards like Cyber Dragon Hurts, I think is probably going to be my go-to for, for Cyber Dragon support. Um, but we'll see. But so that's it, really, for in terms of the Cyber Dark and Cyber Dark adjacent cards that are out and are due to be released in the upcoming uh, Cyber Strike structure. Um, so we'll go for another quick break. We'll come back, we'll talk about the deck list I've put together, 
my logic and reasonings behind the card choices and sort of what I would expect to be doing with this deck. As I said, more of a casual casual player won't be going to a tournament with it, so it'll just be coffee table gaming. Uh, we'll go for a break and we will come right back. Welcome back. So just going to jump straight into the Cyberdark deck. So again, warning, this is not a, a, a tournament outing deck. This is solely jank for playing around a coffee table. Um, so monsters first, I've got 21, which is a little bit more for me. Usually I'm very much a stickler for 20 and 20, a maximum of 40 cards. But this deck goes to 41 at the moment. Could potentially go up a little bit higher as well. Um, so we start off with my my basic Cyberdark package. So you get two Horn, two Keel, two Edge. Um, I've also gone with three copies of Cannon and two copies of Claw and two copies of Chimera. I've only gone for two of each of the last two solely because the spells and traps in the deck I don't have seem to have as many. The monsters are more key to getting out those bigger bigger badder monsters. So the, the claw and the cannon. Uh, the cannon more so because it gets me the monsters, but the claw gets me spells and traps, but um, I feel too I think one is too little, three is too many, two feels like a balance. So two for each uh, claw and chimera. Three copies of Cyber Dragon, because um, you know you need Cyber Dragon for this build really. Well you don't really, but he's there. And three copies of Cyber Dragon Herds. So Cyber Dragon Herds ability allow when he goes to the bin you can go get cyber dragon from your deck which i think is unbelievably useful with cybernetic horizon so you can bin cyber dragon hers from your deck and then because it go or even from your hand and then that lets you go search your deck for a cyber dragon plus the card you're getting from cybernetic horizon anyway so it kind of feels like a win-win um then the Buster Dragon uh, Destruction Sword, uh, two copies of that. Again, I think three was too many. One didn't feel like enough, so two feels like a nice balance. Um, they, I need to be able to get this card in the graveyard, so there's a couple of couple of ways of doing that in the actual deck itself, but um, I feel like that's a good a good balance too. Um, spells, we've got 18. Uh, my last calculation, anyway. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve, thirteen, fifteen. Oh no, 19. Oh wow, I must calculate that. So we've got 19 spells, I'm sorry. So two copies of Power Bond, uh, one copy of Polymerization, one copy of Overload Fusion, two copies of Cybernetic Horizon. I've only gone in with two copies of that solely because you can only play one a turn. So it feels like if you drew, if you had one and then drew it, you'd, yeah, just feel like a bit of a dead draw. Um, one copy of Foolish Burial, two copies of Cyberdark Inferno, Three copies of Eternal Cyber, because I think that's an amazing card. Uh, two copies of Cyberdark World. One copy of Raigeki. One copy of Harpy's Feather Duster. Uh, one copy of Dragon Shrine. One Terraforming. And either one copy of Cyber Rev System or one copy of Cyber Load Fusion. I think I'd like to test the deck out. Because I know that because of Cyberdark Chimera's ability... When you're fusioning, you can fusion from your graveyard by banishing the creatures. If you banish them, though, or even with overload fusion, cyber load fusion can actually bring them back from out of play. So I like that idea. But cyber rev system means I could potentially bring back the cyber dragon, which would mean I could get out maybe some of the other extra deck cards. So we'll see. 
Um, I've got Rageki and Harpy's Feather Duster noted in yellow uh, on my on my Word document uh, solely because even though they're in there, if I could, I'd be willing to get rid of them. But they feel like my only real destruction cards, or target other than um, Cyberdark Invasion, which is my two copies of of that in trap form in to, to take the deck up. I'm just recalculating. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen spells. Damn. Okay. Um. Yeah, the terraforming to go and get the gives me another way of getting Cyberdark Inferno because obviously you can use Claw to go get it but Claw's probably better off going and getting something like Cybernetic Horizon or Cyberdark World you don't really want to waste that on a Cyberdark Inferno so terraforming is probably your your optimal thing to go get it or even Cyberdark Invasion takes us neatly onto the extra deck two copies of Cyber and Dragon Two copies of Cyber Dark Dragon. Two copies of Cyber Darkness Dragon, although I'm very tempted to knock that down to one. Uh, one copy of Chimera Tech Overdragon. One copy of Cyber Dark End Dragon. One Chimera Tech Fortress. One Chimera Tech Rampage. Two Cyber Eternity Dragons. One Dragon Cyber Dragon Nova. One Cyber Dragon Infinity. One copy of Five Headed Dragon. I think Five Headed Dragon is just an essential there because you can bin the damn thing and just equip it back to um, Cyber Dark Dragon or Cyber Darkness Dragon and just have a massive, massive attack point um, monster. I've got Cyber Dragon Nova and Cyber Dragon Affinity in yellow solely because even though I've got them in, I'm not sure how useful they'll be because I only technically have six Cyber Dragons, but they need like level fives, and I don't really have a way of bringing back hers to make it level five. So that's why sort of I felt about Cyber Rev system. So I may take them out and maybe just fill up with, with the others instead. Or maybe put in the the Link Cyber Dragon maybe. Because that only needs machine monsters. Doesn't need Cyber Dragons, I don't think. So that could potentially be a be an alteration as well. So that's really it for the deck. Um, I'm usually a little bit rejuvenated about going over 40 cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I always feel like, because they got rid of a lot of the draw cards, the odds of getting cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! is lower now anyway. So why would I want to make it harder for me <laughs> to get the cards I want? But actually this deck is... is um, So, to put it this way, I have sort of rules when I'm making decks. Um, rule number one is what is the object of this deck? How is this deck going to win games? So in this deck's uh, sense, it is the Cyber Dark stuff. So Horn, Keel, Edge, um, Cyber Dark Dragon, they're the things I'm looking at to win the game for me. They, those are the things I'm going to be trying to keep my opponent on the, the ropes and hopefully get the killing blow. Um, rule number two for me is sort of how am I going to win if that doesn't work. <laughs> so if Horn, Keel and Edge and Cyber Dark Dragon aren't enough, this deck does have Cyber Darkness, which gives you a little bit more option. It's got sort of Cyber End Dragon in there, or more importantly, Cyber Dark End Dragon in there as my, and even Chimera Tech Over Dragon, which I've used in so many duels at the end when I'm getting my ass beaten. And I just keep that Overload Fusion in my hand and it's like, okay, Boom, let's do it. Um, I've won a, f a fair few duels by doing that. So those are sort of the backup plans. I've got quite a few backup plans, really, in the deck. Um, my rule number three is essentially how can I get the stuff together 
So this deck, Claw, Cannon, uh, Hers, uh, Chimera, Cybernetic Horizon, um, all kind of work to thin the deck down, Cyberdark World, to get me the specific cards I need to make things work. Then rule number four is how can I make it work quicker? So in this deck's instance, I've got in Foolish Burial and Dragon Shrine and Terraforming, those cards that let me search for cards that can potentially let me do other things. So for example, Dragon Shrine, I'll bin Buster Dragon Destruction Sword. Foolish Burial will probably do the same thing. Um, Terraforming will let me go search for my Cyberdark Inferno. But then you've got cards like sort of that Cybernetic Horizon. You know, bin two monsters, one from deck, one from hand, to go get another monster from deck. It's two cards, two monsters stripped out your deck instantly. And it lets you bin that extra deck card. You know, Cyber End Dragon. Perfect for if you're going to equip the Cyber Dark, Darkness Dragon or something like that. The deck feels like it's potential, got all the potential to be really, really quick. Like, if you get a couple of these cards, in your, maybe even one or two of these cards in your starting hand, you're probably going to do alright for yourself. I mean, the Buster Dragon Destruction Sword feels like it's a bit of a side project. and may actually take away from the focus of the build. So, I'd probably see how that plays. I may decide to take that combo out. But, at the moment, I really like the idea of having that in there. But you could potentially have in another couple of Cyber Dragon monsters, so to utilise more of the Cyber Dragon tech. Um, so that's that's a potential in there. Um, but I thought two power bond and one polymerization was good for my fusion pack, simply because I didn't want three power bonds in there. Power bond special ability of you losing life points equal to the monster's attack is pretty pretty hefty, especially if you're bringing out like a Cyber End Dragon, because um, that's four thousand damage. And poly is a lot more easier to pull off. Um, the main choices between, like I said, Cyber Rev System or Cyber Load Fusion is going to see how well Cyber Dark um, Chimera works and Overload Fusion work. How often I get those cards out will determine if I bother with Cyber Load Fusion or Cyber Rev System. Something says Cyber Rev System might be the better way of going because it gives me more opportunity to get out the Cyber Dragon Nova or, or Cyber Dragon Infinity. Um, I went with two copies of a Cyber in, um, Eternity Dragon um, because obviously it's ability when it's in your graveyard so you can just bin it, put it in your graveyard and utilise its ability from there to protect you from uh, monster effects or even for its own ability where if it's got if you already have a, a fusion monster in the bin Cyber Dragon Affinity Eternity itself is protected from effects which is quite nice so yeah, so that's pretty much it for the deck. I said there's a couple of cards there in the extra deck, a couple of cards there in the spell section that I would be tempted to maybe rejig, but I think, and then obviously making the decision between Cyber Rev and Cyber Load Fusion. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the object of the deck is to get the Cyber Darks out and beat your opponent with them. <laughs> so you can't can't get much easier than that. I mean, to be honest, that with Cyber Dark Invasion, if you've got like a Cyber Dark Horn and... You, you've already, it's already equipped with Cyberdark Cannon, giving it 2-4, and then you use Cyberdark Invasion to equip the Buster Dragon Sword to it. It gets another 600, so it's on 3,000 attack, and your opponent can't special summon... It does piercing, and your opponent can't summon monsters from extra deck. It feels like a, a bit of a win-win. Um, and then if you've got Cyberdark Inferno out, it can't be targeted by spells. <laughs> so, 
or even if you've got Eternal uh, Cyber, one potential option is Foolish Burial Goods, so I could get that in the bin, so I could just use its second ability. Would like to use its first ability mainly, but its second ability, nothing to be scoffed at. Um, yeah, so that's really it for the deck. Um, we'll, as I said, my sort of logic behind the choices, um, my rules in terms of deck building, what I like to go for. Um, we'll go for another very swift break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll just go into final thoughts. Um, my excitement about the uh, the actual Cyberdark uh, structure deck, and then we'll we'll call it a day for for episode one of uh, season three. So we'll be right back. So welcome back. Okay. So final thoughts. Um, positive. Thank you for listening. No, no, no. Um, so the. I'm really looking forward to it. So the deck is due to be out, I think, end of July. I think it's like 30th of July. Uh, let check. Yeah, 30th, 7th. Yeah, so 30th of July is due to be out. Um, I can't come quick enough. <laughs> I've already pre-ordered three copies of this deck. Can't wait till it arrives. I'm looking forward to seeing what the final cut will be. So the OCG version's already been sort of released. What, what they're getting. Um, a lot different to what the current consensus is that what we'll get in the TCG. So they've got things like Lightning Storm, um, Infinite Impertinence. Uh, they're due to be released in the OCG version. The current consensus is that those cards are definitely not going to be released as commons in, in the TCG. They are uh, too high value in terms of cost at the moment. But to me, that could be the best reason to make them in common. Just... All those people who are who are keeping hold of like twenty copies and like trying to sell them all for like a hundred pound each or something are all just going to be absolutely devastated that their their uh, stock is now worth little to nothing. Um, or it could boost the cost of the actual deck. I mean, if you know you're you know if you're only getting limited supply of that deck and you know you can't get those cards for cheap could push the cost of the actual deck up. Again, that's probably a, a conversation for another time. <laughs> for another time. Um, some of the cards in the deck that have been released for the OCG version, I'm not sure if they'll make the final cut for the the TCG version. So uh, Cyberlord Fusion, uh, Cyber Dragon Hurts, um, Cybernetic Revolution all seem to be in there. I have a feeling at least I don't know. Cyber Dragon Hurts at the moment is like a ten plus card on eBay. When when I'm recording this, just had a quick scan, like thirteen pound, fourteen pound. Um, that doesn't feel like a card that's gonna get a a common remake so quickly. Potentially, maybe. I know it's been already been done twice. It's in two sets. Um, so maybe a common one is on the cards, but it feels like maybe not potentially. Um, Cyberload Fusion, Cybernetic Revolution, I'm not sure. They felt like difficult to get hold of foils. Maybe that's just me being out of the game for so long that <laughs> I don't really know. Um, so potentially Cyberload Fusion, Cybernetic Revolution may get cut, or we may just see common versions of them, which would make my foil version absolutely pointless, and I'd probably look at just getting rid of it. There's still a lot of sort of unanswered questions then with this with this deck before it gets released. A, what the final cut will be. B, how much is it going to be? Because I keep seeing it on different prices. I mean, I've I've managed to pick mine up for like I think it was like six ninety five a copy. Um, but I think if they do release 
the list and it turns out those sort of big expensive cards are in there, I can kind of see places increasing the price of it. Just feels like that's like I've noticed the God card decks seem to have gone up in price by like about a quid. Um, since they were sort of, I first saw them on pre release, they seem to have gone up in price. So I could imagine if they, they announced that some of these like Lightning Storm, Infinite Impertinence, Cyber Dragon Herds are going to be in these decks. I can see the value of them going up and the, the, the sort of uh, retail price of them going up. But overall, though, again, very positive about this deck. I can't wait to see it. I think Cyber Darks have deserved a lot more um, support. If they're releasing a structure deck for them, there's a good chance we may even see some cards float out in upcoming sets. The odd one or two cards that could be use, useful in the deck. Or even just as a general support card for them. Um, I don't think Cyber Dragon itself needs any more support. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of Cyber Dragon cards out now. Um, but this deck feels like just a little bit of extra while, while not being fully committed to the Cyber Dragon uh, archetype. Um, so I think that's pretty much it. Again, really looking forward to seeing this. The Cyberdarks mean a whole lot to me. They're very important in terms of my own personal timeline of games and, and also just my my later Yu-Gi-Oh! casual experiences before 100% turning off from the competitive scene. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be uh, fun. There's potential there for a little... Uh, budget build as well, maybe slap the three decks together, strip it down to 40 and see how it goes. I, I really enjoy doing that. I think I, I even mentioned that in the, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! episode on my timeline of games in Season 1, that I, I love those budget builds of just three structured decks. Smash them together, strip it down to 40 cards, 15 in the uh, side deck, extra deck, sorry, and, and play it as it is. Um, so I think if... if once the actual TCG list is released, I think it's going to be going to be interesting to see what we can do with it. Um, so that's pretty much it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Again, Instagram Big Boss Book Club, uh, Twitter Big Boss Zero One Zero. There is a link tree there for things like the Kofi page and also my my friends Squared Circle Jobbers, Cheap Shot Entertainment. I've got links for them in there as well. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Big Boss. I'm out. Peace.